0: the spirit of truth this is the day you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it for we know that you are here with us ancient of days the lamp of God thank you for your love that have clothed us today we pray the father have your way Speak to our heart, O God. Let our eyes of understanding be enlightened in your word, O God. We pray, the Father, may you who plant, plant your word in our heart, O God, that nothing can uproot it. The Father, indeed, we shall gain the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. And we shall count everything else that lost. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Say amen. Amen. Oh, say amen. Amen. Say a bigger amen unto Jesus. You are in the house of God. Express that you are in love with Jesus. Come on, express that you are in love with Jesus. Tell your neighbor, God loves you. God loves you. He loves you first. Hallelujah. I pray that today as we are understanding the journey of the excellence of knowledge of Christ Jesus, you will come to understand and discover that the measure of God's love concerning your life. If you've been here since Friday and yesterday, huh? if you weren't here, we encourage you to go and watch the, 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 um, the YouTube um, to make sure that you keep up to date with what the Lord reveals in this church. Hallelujah. Amen. Please have your seat. This morning, by the grace of God, we are going to really end our Christmas convocation, really coming to the conclusion of the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus. By the end, we are going to get to the very place where I believe God wants us to get to. That is not about just us saying that we, we, we have gained some superior knowledge. This is not about superior knowledge. This is not about, you know, the, the mathematics and the science that you can learn in life. But this is the knowledge that transforms you. One, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, where the scriptures came from, that you gained Christ. And after that, you also what? Be found in him. Amen. Let's read a scripture together. Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 to 9. And I read. I see, let's all read it together. Amen. Let's read it together. One, two, three. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things, can consider them failed, so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but... One that is through faith in Christ, hallelujah. Your aim is too quiet. In this scripture says it uses the the translation of surpassing value of knowing Christ. Other translation uses exceeding value. Others also say excellence of the knowledge of Christ. Hallelujah. So when we speak about the message. Of excellence it means that of, of knowledge it means that this is a certain type of excellence that is superior than every knowledge this is not a common knowledge but a knowledge that is valued than all sorts of knowledge and it's not found in any other but it says the knowledge of who? Christ Jesus Are we getting somewhere today? And the scripture says in verses 8 Yet indeed I also count all things lost Amen. Amen For the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Hear it again I count everything what? All things what? The word all things Yesterday, Minister Flory hit it a little bit on it. But it's talking about the totality of everything that you have been holding on to that has not been serving you any good. Let me preach it again to the church here. It is not an exchange. It is not like, okay, I give a little bit of that and I'll keep the rest of the max. But the totality... Of everything that Apostle Paul recognized, these are things I have taken pride in. These are things I have put my hope in. And now I'm saying to myself, uh, I no longer want not just some of it, but I don't want none of it. Because experiencing the knowledge of Jesus uh, is a surpassing value. There is a certain food that no matter how much you are full, because it tastes so good, uh, yet you still want to finish it up. And what God is saying is that, are you willing to just have all of me and none of this? A lot of times that is the struggle that we face in our Christian journey. We want to give God some and take some But if you read verses 3 all the way down, you recognize the things that Apostle Paul, in his experience of 30-something years of ministry, came and concluded that these things I've taken pride in. These things I've put my hope in. I'm a Hebrew and an Israelite. I was circumcised. But I realized that all these things, Cannot measure up to knowing Jesus. To know who? Jesus. Go to 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 to 11. Just to show you what this excellence of knowledge is all about. And I read. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 to 11. And I read. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet, not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to what? Nothing. I repeat, not the wisdom of this age. There is a wisdom that comes with the time that you live in. Not the wisdom... That comes from those who are in authority to teach. Not man-made wisdom. Not man-made theories. Not man-made desire. Do A, B, C, and D, and it will be well with you. But we are speaking about the wisdom that is not about what you should do, but what it does. You didn't get me, church. Let me just keep reading on which God ordained before the ages of all glory, for our glory. Hear it again. Which God ordained, but let me repeat from verse 7, please. But we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our what? Glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. Huh? Okay, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they had known this wisdom, they would not have crucified Jesus. But because they lack this knowledge, they did things that pleases them. But the Bible says in verses of nine. But it is written, eyes have not seen, nor yet heard, nor have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. It didn't, it didn't end there. God has prepared this mystery of wisdom that, that the eyes have not yet can see it with their own plain eyes. Uh, the years has not yet understood, but the scripture says in verses 10, but God has revealed it what? Oh, follow me. God has now revealed them to who? Us. God has revealed them to who? Us. By the spirit. So now you are a partaker of the mysteries that the people of old did not know. Now you are a carrier an agent uh, of the mystery that many people in high places uh, think that they got it. Uh, but some way, somehow, when you enter, because you carry a mystery that nobody understands, uh, you are able to translate uh, things that nobody can translate. Uh, you handle your life and your challenges uh, different from everybody else. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, everything may be crashing down on you. Uh, bad for you, you still work in joy uh, because you carry the mystery. You carry, you carry a mystery that has been revealed to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the defense of God. For who among men knows the concern of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? In the same way, no one knows the concern of God. My God. Stop right there. No one knows the agenda of God. And what is the concern in the agenda of God? If you read back in verses 9, it says, Eyes have not yet seen, nor ears heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared. The things He has prepared things that concerns some people. And those people are the people that, oh my God, are the people who want, my God, the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. The excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus is the gospel of Christ that has been revealed. If you are taking notes, it will help you. If you're not taking notes, the Lord will also enable you in your sleep. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, if you're not taking notes, God will help you in your sleep. There shall be a visitation from God. Hallelujah. to bring everything into remembrance, that you can't really sleep. So you are better off taking notes. You see how it works? Because God will have to bring it into remembrance. Amen. Hallelujah. Ha. Can I continue? The excellence of the knowledge of Christ is the gospel of Christ that has been revealed to man. That that gospel is God coming in the form of man walking on this earth with us and carrying the cross and being nailed on the cross. The excellent gospel is the gospel of Jesus. God himself, coming down in the form of man, walking on the streets that you and I walk on, experiencing hunger and thirst, experiencing challenges, and in the midst of it, still carrying our burden to the cross. I'm not going to go in death. Last, last night, my brother went in death. But that is the gospel of excellence of Christ Jesus. That God parcel himself in the form of man. And the Bible says in verses 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. Because it did not make sense. How this omnipresent God. Can change and form himself. And come down in the form of man. Why? Because of his love for you. Because what he said, he will surely do. What he promised in the garden, he will surely do. The accident of knowledge of Christ is also able to provide reason and solutions and revelations in every in different dimension of life. Verse seven. What we read. He says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages. So this is not like now that God is trying to figure out what to do about your life. But God had already passed everything concerning your life in His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. are you hearing me, church? Second, thirdly, the excellence of the knowledge of Christ places you in the place of advancement. Say advancement. He says that what our eyes have not yet seen, what the ears have not yet heard, what God has purposed for those who would love him. It means that if this is the mystery of God and you are able to understand What God has placed in you, which is his son Jesus, then you will always be at the advantage. The trouble is that many of us in the house of God, we just want to be hearers of the word, not doers of the word. (laughs) Let me preach to you briefly in the next two minutes about a certain church. With only two members. The pastor's name is called Pastor Naomi. And the member's name, one is called Opa. And one is called Ruth. Take your scriptures to Ruth chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. And when you read verses 1 to verses 5, it narrates or it shows you that this woman, Naomi, and her husband had moved, are uh, Israelites, had moved from Bethlehem to go into the house, the place called Moab. The Moabites were people that God had already cursed. But in the midst of famine, they wanted to take their rescue in the place that had been cursed. I'm getting somewhere with these church members. They are very good church members. It's not you. And when they entered that place, the Bible says, the husband died and the two sons took wives from that tribe. And the two sons also what? Died. And then, now I realize there is a sound that I hear. And verse 6, go there briefly for me. It says, she and her daughters in law prepared to leave the land of Moab because she had heard in Moab the Lord had paid attention to his peoples by providing them with food. Hey, Naomi preached a message in that church one day God, the God of Visitation. That our God is the God that visits. And because she heard a voice that the Lord has visited his people, Naomi and her daughter in laws made it a point to go back to whom? Hallelujah. But in the midst of, the, at the end of the preaching, Naomi is sad to say, well now the anointing has fallen off. You know, the anointing has, 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 has dropped. So now Naomi is in the flesh a little bit. And Naomi is saying, um, I preached this message alright, but I believe very well, I am incapable to help you any longer. So go back to your people. And the Bible says the opa recognized what Naomi was saying and said, okay, what you are saying, yeah, 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 you are right because I'm still young and I'll still love to have a husband. But if I follow you, it would do me no good. But Ruth heard the word. All that Ruth heard was that God, going back to verse 6, that God had paid attention to his So now Ruth recognized that this God is a God that doesn't forget. He's a God that does not forget what He has promised His people. Because she recognized that when it came to her God, her God had not paid attention to them at all. But the God of the living, the Alpha and the Omega, had paid attention. And so she said, Naomi, don't mess with me because I am not going back home. Wherever you go is where I will go. Amen. I wish we had a church that would rise up and say, God, I've heard your message. I am not going back, but I'm going wherever you take me. I am not going back to my old lifestyle, but wherever you take me is where I want to go. Amen. Amen. But this are someone who has gained the knowledge knowledge of Christ is excellent. How can it be that these people have wronged their God but yet he can still have compassion to draw them back? Are you hearing me church? Fourthly the excellence of the knowledge of Christ is the revelation of God's will amen you see, what is amazing is that God's, God does not act outside of his will. So if the will of God is for you to be saved, then that will is what God will stand by. Oh, Jesus, I wish I had a church that would understand where I'm coming from. If the will of God says, I love you. He said, Jacob, I love. But Esau, I hate It doesn't matter how many times you will mess up, Jacob. I will still abide my love in you. The will of God. But that will is hidden in a certain way. Go to Romans 11, verses 33 to 36. Romans 11, 33 to 36. And I read quickly. I hope this is blessing you. I say, I hope this is blessing you. Yeah. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Meaning the ways of God or the will of God. We, you, can't just, you can't just walk around and say, oh, I got it. He does things beyond our own understanding. Verse 34 For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become the counselor, or who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him? Here, verse 36 For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom that be the glory was forever. All things through him. So everything that he has said concerning you is hidden in Jesus. Your ability of understanding and yielding to the ways of Christ or seeing Jesus Christ in your life, desiring Jesus in your life, reveals what God has said concerning you. Yeah. Many of us are accustomed to just getting up in the morning just going about our own business without asking ourselves, God, where are you in this? God, where are you in this? Now hear this. And his will is also in the what? The truth. John chapter 1, verses 14. The Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his word. Glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and what? Truth. His will is the package of Christ Jesus, but it carries the grace of him and the truth of him. He is the truth. You can search after all sort of truth, but there's only one truth, and that is Jesus. When things are not working out, search for the truth. When you don't know what to do, search for the word truth. When you are asking yourself, why me, why me? Ask yourself, what does the truth say about me? Because your life is hidden in the word, the truth. Hallelujah. So now I want to now move a little bit in deep. Back on Philippians chapter 3, verses 9, where we read. Now I want to transition to us getting to the place of being found in him. Yesterday we spoke extensively about gaining Christ. And now I want us to speak about be found in him. It's a mystery that in the midst of this Apostle Paul, he did not just say that we should just count everything rubbish and just call it as it is, but count everything that has been holding you or you have been holding on as, as your precious gold. Count it rubbish. Count your millions rubbish. Am I teaching the church here? Count it rubbish, but don't stop there. Now, after you have loaded it off the boat, put new things in the boat. Gain Jesus. Now, we could have ended and said, we should gain Jesus. But he said, now, be found in him. Say, be found. found. In In him. To be found in Christ is the knowledge of his truth in love. To be found in Christ is the knowledge of his truth in love. So what is Apostle Paul saying here? Ephesians chapter 3 verses 19. I read. To know the love of Christ, which surpasses what? Knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of what? God. To know the love of Christ, which passes what? Knowledge. Now, the original translation says, To know then the surpassing knowledge or art, love of Christ. To know then the surpassing knowledge. Hear this. To know the surpassing knowledge of love of christ so that you may be filled out to all the fullness of god i repeat to know the surpassing knowledge of this love there is a knowledge in the love of god that when you know it and you make that your priority in life it doesn't matter any other knowledge you see there are knowledge out there that will tell you you are not going to get anywhere in life. There are knowledge out there that will say, this will be a sickness for you for the rest of your life. Ha! I wish I had a church that knew what I'm talking about. There is a knowledge that says, uh, you are not going to mount up to go anywhere because everybody in your family, look at their life. There is a knowledge that says, uh, you cannot do this, you cannot be this, you cannot go here. Why? Because... That knowledge, is stands on the knowledge of man. But the knowledge of love in Jesus is a surpassing knowledge. Because that knowledge did not look at you, but it looked at what God has purposed in you. Amen. That knowledge is a surpassing knowledge because it doesn't look at the little things that you are all worried about. You see, You cannot gain and be found in the knowledge of Christ outside of the realm of love. What we are teaching here for the past three days is not about book knowledge. But it's about the knowledge that's revealed through your love for him. There are many ways to build a relationship. Sometimes you Know somebody, or you may know God by the preaching of the word that comes forth. And after you leave, that's all you know. Sometimes so you may know God based on everybody else coming to preach to you, so that you have a certain measure of knowledge. And sometimes you may know God. Because of some experience that you've gone through. And your past background. Where you were raised. How you came up, So you have a certain understanding of who God is. And unfortunately, many times, we are the children of God. That is where we stop. So I'll say this in the church of Lynchburg on Friday. That some of us will say, when I was young, I used to preach. When I was back in this place, I used to pray all night. And all we can hold on to is the past history. But you see, the past history cannot take you forward only to remind you of where you came from. And a lot of us, that preconceived knowledge has become a barrier from seeing the power of God in our lives. The reason why your fellowship with God is not just today I'm on fire for God, tomorrow I'm not. Can I get an amen here? Maybe you don't like the preaching, but that's fine because I'm still seeing what God has called me to say. Go to John chapter 11. John chapter 11, verses 20. I want to teach you something quickly. John chapter 11, verses 20. Lazarus is dead. Say, Lazarus is dead. dead. Good, good, good. I just want to make sure everybody's alive and knows that Lazarus is dead. Say, Lazarus is dead. dead. Four days, Lazarus Lazarus is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Keep going. The mother said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not what? If you had been here, my brother would not have died. So in the understanding of Martha, Jesus' presence would have made the difference of Lazarus being alive. Are you getting me? means that Jesus can prevent the death from occurring. But now the death has already happened. Verse 22, 3. Let's keep going quickly for the sake of time. Your brother will rise again. Jesus told him, Your brother, say with me, so your brother brother will rise again. again. Jesus is saying something different now. And Martha said this Martha said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You see, Martha. Go back, go back, go back to 22, 22. I don't think this scripture, yes, let me do justice to it. He says, after Martha said, if you had been here, my brother would have rise. He said, yes, even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will what? God will what? Now, you must understand this story extremely very well. Martha says, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know That whatever you ask of God, he will what? Give you. That Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ said, um, your your brother will rise again. And and so that means uh, that whatever I'm going to be praying, I'm going to pray about your brother rising again. But, 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 but then verse 24, Bible says that Martha said, yeah, yeah I know he will rise again, but, 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 but it has to be in the last day. You see, what, what Martha did not understand is because she was born in the home of the Pharisee, and all she knew was that God resurrect us at the last day. There is a resurrection, but what she did not know, the God, Jesus Christ being God, has the power. To resurrect, not just at the last day. If he has power to resurrect at the last day, he has power. Ah, my God. I wish I had a church. If he has power to resurrect at the last day, because he is God and the fullness of God is him, he's not limited. He is not limited. I say he's not limited. I say he's not limited. If he has power over the last day, then he has power over today. My card does a sire. You see how our preconceived knowledge limits us. When God says, your brother will rise. He says, yeah, I know. The last day. Most of you, you do the same thing. Say Martha, forgive me. Say Martha, forgive me. Yes, we do that all the time. God has said it, he will do it, but then we are limiting God, thinking that he has no, He cannot do it today. Because what I see around my life today, uh, it is not possible for God to break through for me, but in the midst of the damage, in the midst of the brokenness, that is where God shows himself strong. Yes. Amen. 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 Yes. Yes. Preconceived knowledge. See, when you don't come to church, huh? You know him based on the preaching you heard last. But little did you realize the preacher man kept preaching? Because there is more. There is no end to the preaching, because the word, he says, all things will what? Oh my God! Let me, let me preach to this church. Maybe they, are, they, they think I'm talking about them. Let me preach to this church. All things will what? Pass. But the word of God. But. Oh, God bless you, church. Are you learning something here? Let's keep going further. Actually, I want to, yeah, I don't think I have time to go into this for the sake of time. But let me just, 1 John 4, verses 4, just write that for your notes. It says, for you are God. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because the one in you is greater than the one in the what? World. Who is in you? Jesus. Who is in you? Jesus. He is what? Greater than everything that is around you. Now, I want to speak. Two things about the fruit of being found in him. The evidence of seeing that you are in him. When you see this, I want us to speak about this briefly for five minutes and I will sit down. Hallelujah. Say, be found in him. Be found in him. Be found in him. I hope you want to be found in him. I hope you know that you are in him. He is your Lord. He is your life. Ah, I wish I had a church that knew how to say amen to that. Amen. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2 verses 9 to 10. He says, For in him dwells all the fullness of Godhead bodily. In who? In Jesus dwells the fullness of what? Ah. Uh, it dwells the fullness of Godhead That is Jesus. In him carries the Spirit, the Father, and the Son. Are you hearing me? Now hear this. You have been filled by who? Come on, help me church. You have been filled by who? You have been filled by the one who carries all of God. You have been filled by that. So in you is the Son, the Holy Ghost, and the Father. Yes. Can I get a church here? Yes. And it says, who is the head over all rulers and principalities? I like my, 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 my version better. It says, you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and what power. Say, I am complete. Say, I am complete complete. in him. him. Don't let anyone tell you that you are not complete. Yeah. You see, if you are incomplete, that is when you have to go and offer sacrifice to men to pray on your behalf. And and, and you have to give them something. Uh Aha, you see that. But if you are complete, you go and say, man of God, because you are complete and I'm complete, let's stand together and pray. And two things that are completed, when they stand together to pray, the Bible says, whatever you bind on us, whatever you lose, because you are dealing with things that are complete. You get it. But your completeness is in who Jesus. So, Ephesians, Colossians, 2, the two verses six to six to seven, quickly for the sake of time. Quickly, I have three more minutes, and I'm ending. It says, "Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in Him." Right, it didn't end there. Rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you were taught, and overflowing with all what. Thankfulness, work in Him because when you work in Him and He in you, you are rooted, meaning that you are carrying a firm foundation. So, those who are complete can say, On Christ that solid rock, I stand, all oh, the rocks is sinking sand. Oh, other ground is sinking sand. And not just rooted, but being built up. God is always on the agenda to build you up. And not just that, he has established you saying that when it comes to you, the hand of God has confirmed you are mine. Isaiah 43. He says what? You are mine. You see, those who live in rural areas or in, you know, notes of the old, most of the time, and even in, in back in Africa and some places in Africa, when somebody builds a house or they build a church building or, or something memorial, they will engrave in the wall, established on this date. Means that this is the date that this building was confirmed. That this is what this building was stand for. That is what God has said about you. When it comes to you, Christ's name is for you. He says he has established you. Hallelujah. So the first thing is that to be found in him is to be complete in him. The second thing that's come to an end here is to be found in him is to affirm who Christ is in your life. Say, so I need to know who Christ is in my life. All right. Let's go to Luke chapter Luke chapter two, verses eight, and we are ending. Hallelujah. Are you there? If you are there, say a bigger amen to Jesus. I read verses ten going. For The sake of time, verses 10. Going, this is the angels coming to meet the shepherds. He says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great worth joy. Come on, preach with me. Of great worth joy, which all which will be to all what people, not just to those of the old, but to all what people. Not just to the Jews, but to all what? People. Say me included. included. Say me included. included. But hear this. I bring you a great joy of great joy, which will be to all people. There is a joy that has come into your home today. But the Bible says in verses 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior. Say a savior. Say, a savior. A, savior. Say a, savior. a savior. Who is Christ. The Lord. God says. I am bringing to you. A child is born. On this day. And he says. I am bringing this child to you. One that has been born. And he is what? A savior. What you have in you is Christ Jesus. He is A savior mean that no, there is no other issue. There is no God that is ever called a God that can save, except Jesus Christ Himself. He is the one that went to the extent to save you. He did not save you by just giving instructions, but he came into your place. I have a deliver. You have a deliver. In time of need, you have a savior. That is in you. Oh, la, baka, da, 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 da. So when the trouble comes. The savior rises. And say I am with you. Am with you. So they put the man in, in, in the dungeon. And set for fire. But little did the king know. That they have a savior. Daniel. He is also the Christ. The anointed one. The chosen one. The Messiah. The son of God. This is the one that has been given to you. The one in you is the Christ. And listen to the messages today. It will help you. Say it will help me. It will help then lastly, he says, he is the what? The Lord. The evidence of his lordship, he reveals three things here to us. In other generations, he reveals pieces of all these things to them. But when it came to changing man's life, when it came to die on the cross, he did not just come as a savior. He did not just come as the anointed one. He came as the Savior, the anointed, and the Lord. Right. To be the Lord means that He is the master over all things. Say so he's, he's the Master. Rise on your feet. I want to read something, and we are going to preach pray on it. Go to Exodus, chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. Jesus. For the sake of time, I know I have not been able to finish this, but I wanted to finish this for the sake of all of you here today. Verses 2. Oh, this is one going say, then the Lord said to Moses, go and go, now you shall see that I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he would drive them out of his land. Verse 2. The God and God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God was almighty. Almighty means that he is the God of superpower." when he came to these people he said but my name Lord had not known to them the name Lord had not been discovered by Abraham it wasn't that God was not Lord in the days of Abraham he was but they just didn't know it that he's also Lord and the reason why he's Lord is because he's the master over all things master over every issue Master over every problem, master over everything that you call it a failure, master over your life crisis, he is the master. Let me show you how he shows his masterness. He says, I have also established my covenant with them to him to give them the land of Canaan, the land of the pilgrimage per- in which they, they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of my children of Israel from the from the Egyptians kept in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will say, I am the Lord. I will break out from under the burden of the Egyptians, and I will rescue you from the bondage, and I will redeem you from you with an outright arm. It was a great judgment. He's not only saving you, but He's also going to redeem you. What God is saying to you today, He didn't only come to just save you, but because He's Lord, He's the Lord that also has the power to redeem everything that has been lost, everything that is purposed for you, He's able to bring it. He redeems you out of every curse, out of everything. Today, the message is about Christ Jesus. The excellence of the knowledge of Christ is about Him and knowing Him. Losing everything, gaining Him, and be found in Him. To be found in him it is like a child being pregnanted by his mother. He's still a living being. He still moves. He still grows. He still moves and do things. Why? Because God has planted it. God wants you to remain in him. That when, just like a mother carries the baby everywhere they go, in the womb, when God moves, you move. When God moves, what? You move. Today, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let this be your moment. If you haven't, never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You may be like the mother that has been going to church, but yet truly have not accepted him. To know that he is the resurrection and the life. If that is you today, let it be your opportunity. Not to leave here as you came. But wherever you are standing, just lift up your hands. If you know that you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you want to receive him. You want to be found in him. If you know that is you, lift up your hands without no shy. Don't be shy about anyone standing next to you. God, I thank you.